0: Raya. Fuck, fuck, fuck! I throw an anxious look over my shoulder, half expecting him to have followed me. So fast he slipped in before the door slammed. <sighs> Shit. Three, two, one. Raya, Eros is closing the space between us before he even crosses the linoleum of the old exam room. Um, <clears throat> come here often. I choke out, trying to be cool, despite knowing I'm in trouble. You can't fucking do that. I stare into his eyes, their shape and color familiar, but their anger not. I say nothing for a moment, wanting desperately for him to crack under the tension, to grin easily and run a hand through his curls, but he stands there, every inch of his body unsmiling and cold. I'm sorry. I squeak, suddenly very aware of my bare shoulders, the gunmetal gray robe slinking off as I ran. He managed to throw on boxers beneath his. Just that thin extra layer seems to boost him stories above me in both dignity and maturity. Eros, the newly rational adult, to put on something before having this conversation. Me, the Scared girl who ran away when she realized she was in trouble. I fucked up. I say more solidly, more used to admitting that. He nods, stoic, breathing out his nostrils. I shift uncomfortably. The floor is freezing. At this point, I'd trade the robe for socks. Eros leans back against a sink. Rhea. My name rumbles in his throat like thunder. He snaps his head up to me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Look, Eros, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't even realize I'd done it until... Until when? Because it sounds like you still haven't figured it out. Ugh, these moods. Everything I say to him now is a problem. Every joke, a reflection of my inability to take things seriously. Every time I'm upset, just me making everything about me. Look, Rhea, this isn't easy for me. It's weird. I hate it. Wow, okay, thanks. Now there's a shift of something behind his eyes. That wasn't what he meant. I know it, he knows it, but you know what? It might as well have been. Yeah, you know, even when I was enjoying having sex with you, I never liked copping, but at least I didn't take it out on you, Eros. I didn't. Can you imagine your biggest issue being pissed off at me? I'm jealous, Air. I really am. Now his cheeks color with embarrassment. Um, I'm sorry, okay? I know I have it easier than you. Which is so, so true. None of us have it easy right now. I mean, right after we came back, they found something unfamiliar in Clark's blood— All his fears about getting contaminated turned out not to be bullshit, which is totally my bad. So he's been in a kind of quarantine. We hang out still, spend afternoons lying around my brick, reading and bickering. He just isn't allowed to cop with me, which is so, so nice. The tension in my other relationships gets checked at the door. I wish I could say the same about Char, Eros, and... Apollo, with Purse out of commission, I'm the only female unit left, so I will let you do that math and just kind of trust me when I say, yeah, it's as bad as you think it is. Eros reaches a long arm out to me and lifts the robe back onto my cold shoulder. My stomach lurches with hope he's still in there. He removes his hand slowly. I say, yeah, it it isn't great for you, I know that, but yeah, I am safely in first shitty place. The copping has become more frequent and the pressure has increased. They keep thinking they've detected a cycle or something in my hormones. Then I just live in the lab for days on end. I have to keep telling myself it isn't any worse than before. You're right, Rhea. I shouldn't take anything about that out on you. But still, when you... I want to hear him describe my offense. But he doesn't. Only mutedly points to his right earlobe. Coward. It isn't okay to blur the lines like that. What happens in there just... It just works for me, and it's what's best for you. Never let anyone trick you into thinking what's best for you isn't just what's easiest for them. I shouldn't have done it, I know that, but for the first time since Iris... There was a moment when he seemed like himself. There's a half-finished tattoo on my upper thigh because, apparently, Rebecca considers tattoo ink a necessary risk. While we were copping, he'd noticed it and couldn't help but smirk, then placed a hand on my knee. It's impossible to explain the gravity of that one gesture, at least to me, but it's just... I wasn't... I was sitting nearly upright, just a few inches from his ear. It's something he actually likes, or liked. I should not have done it. It was too intimate, too real. Even before he shut me out, I wouldn't have done that while copping. But in that moment, I was so desperate for the old hymn, or just the gleam of it. It just made me so hungry for the old hymn. Whoa. Whoa. That's a poor choice of words. This is hard, I say to him quietly. I know. It it doesn't have to be. And I force myself to keep talking over the naked, embarrassing hope in my voice. We can be friends spend time together, do I can't, I Rhea, I don't I don't want to do any of that stuff anymore. "'I don't either. Well, I can't. I barely drink. "'They monitor my nutrients so carefully we could just hang out.' "'I can't just hang out with you,' he says childishly. "'Why?' "'And he reflexively opens his mouth. "'Like, I may have tricked him into telling me the truth, but he snaps it shut. "'I want to be able to concentrate on succeeding Raya.' Which ironically means you need me, Eros. Eros opens his mouth to respond, but I'm always quicker. Too bad you have to deal with anything above my uterus, huh? You're just fucking like them. I'm not, I'm not, Rhea. I just, he loves me. He does, he fucking does. Eros, I want to understand why you're being like this. I deserve that. You, you couldn't understand. Everything has changed except for me right all I care about still is getting high and starting fights with black I wonder where she is because I sure as fuck haven't learned anything over the past three months hey isn't Apollo just some harmless dick and Iris I mean should we call her maybe she wants to join us for dinner or stop stop it Rhea he's upset devastatingly angry at even the mention of her name but you know what I don't want to stop You don't get to have a fucking monopoly over feeling bad, Eros. Why do you get to grow and change, huh? You don't understand what I'm dealing with every day. Well, Eros, at least they haven't made you fuck Apollo. He says nothing now. Because nothing he said would be the right thing. Unless it was the fucking truth. When it comes to misery these days, I'm in a league of my own. I brush by him roughly fucking finished with this just on the other side of the door is Hera my jeans t-shirt and jacket folded neatly on her arm her very jacked arm Hera has gotten seriously built in the last few months her hair is a little bit shorter too she looks like a warrior it's awesome it's also very scary you okay she asks I throw the jacket on over the robe I just want to go home I pushed your next session back until tomorrow morning, she says. And I'm furious there even is a next session, but yeah, I do appreciate her getting me a few hours reprieve. Hey, Hera hooks her arm in mine, pulls me closer to her. He's lucky you only bit his ear. Hera, hardened by anger, but sharp as ever. Uh, yeah. You're right. I'll let Shar know he'll miss his morning workout to spend time with me. I say, but I see a twitch in the line of Hera's jaw. My gut lurches. It can't be Apollo again already, right? It can't. Rhea, Clark has been cleared. Persephone
1: Do you like the bell? It's a little much, I guess, but hey, why should I stop being myself now when everyone is so... Persephone, my apologies. The docent stands huffing and puffing at the door. What can I get for you? Can you find me something... Three inches? The guy blinks, questions to be asked, innuendos to make... But my face reveals nothing. And then, annoyance. I lazily lift my hand into the air, hold my thumb and pointer finger roughly three inches apart. He leaves. I lay back. Guess how long it will take him to complete this seemingly arbitrary task? I get a new one of these guys every week. They're boring. Completing every task in a timely manner, backing away after begging to do anything else for me. They're no chaperones. They lack all the quirks, the sense of stunted ambition. Sometimes something more. I lie back on my mountain of pillows, glance at my wrist. I'll give him exactly one minute, and then I'll pretend to fall asleep. Maybe I'll actually do it. I'm so bored sometimes I can't even tell if I'm awake. Miss? My attention jerks back to him. That took less time than Oh. Will this do? He's holding a teacup. I just grabbed the first thing I could find. He sweats a little under my gaze. Unreadable. But... My mind has gone blank with the effort of pushing something sad beneath the surface. The image of someone much larger taking up more of that doorframe with the same teacup, before dropping his heavy body onto the bed beside me, a deep laugh, a rough hand. Leave it. The docent places it cautiously on my bedside table before backing out the door, eyes never leaving me, Once I'm sure he's gone, I take the cup and place it on my stomach. This is how big it is. I tighten my abs trying to feel it, but I'm told it may be another month or so. It might get big. It might get really big. With a flat forehead and a head so big it makes their objectively normal-sized ears look tiny. I try and avoid these concrete questions because they all lead back to him. Seeing Dion there in a new face, I focus more on the gelatinous thoughts. Will he or she like chocolate? (laughs) Will their laugh be annoying? Will their life be hard? Will it be lonely? I spend more time thinking about Rhea's uterus than ever before. (laughs) It's funny. Although she's stopped with the drugs in the late nights, she looks worse than ever. Her long face heavy... No longer lifted by the smirk she used to wear. For all her bravado, she can't handle the pressure. The arrows thing the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. He looks fantastic. Bulking up after hours in the gym with Char. His face limmer, his chin dusted with scruff. The transition from boy to man, complete. <laughs> she must miss the boy toy version terribly. Clark, a far less suitable sexless replacement. I've grown so weary of watching him ache for her. Rhea acts like she hasn't noticed, which I can hardly believe. She must secretly relish the attention. They keep up a steady stream of bickering, discussing some book she's making him read. It almost hurts to watch his eyes light up every time she looks in his direction. How he swells each time she confides in him. (laughs) Yikes. I want to pity him more, but... God, do I miss the chase. It's not that I encountered many men or women who didn't want to be with me. They just knew it was against the rules. I miss toying with them. Each graze of my fingertips, or hooded look pushing them closer and closer to breaking the rules. I savored watching them agonize over would, or rather when, they would be with me. Always knowing it would end here. I lie on my side, curl around the cup. Clark isn't having any of the fun, only the suffering. He has no idea what he's doing. That's the problem. He needs someone to instruct him. Someone with a little too much time on their hands. I grab the bell, cock my hand to ring. What is it you need? Ugh, I've told them over and over to stop letting him up here without warning me. You'd think after everything, Apollo would have some shame. Would ask if it was okay before kissing my fucking feet, but no. What's with the cup, kid? Suddenly, self-conscious, I stow it on my nightstand. Pull my shirt over my skin. He notices this, but says nothing. What do you want? We have to do one of our little fireside chats. Damn it, is it Thursday already? There was an explosion on the east coast. Rebecca wants to boost morale. Then have her do it. He takes a ghost of a step forward. Eyes dart sharply around, looking for a place to stand or sit but every inch of my space rejects him. We look great together, on screen. Not sure if you... I didn't. For the first few weeks, I devoured every photo and article, smelt every flower thrown at my feet. But flowers rot. We should get dinner or something afterwards. No like you've got other plans. And there it is, that flash of nastiness. I focus on how ugly it makes him for a moment before realizing he's right. Rhea and Shar avoid me, out of disgust and fear, respectively. And every time I hang out with Eros, he gets sad. There were a few dates with Hera, but she does this thing She wants to talk about carrying, something we have in common. (laughs) Or so she thinks. The queasy feeling I get from keeping Black secret, that she was never pregnant, isn't worth it. I just pretend Apollo is around too much. No questions asked. Black has vanished, replaced in a rapid, chaotic election by Rebecca. Only winning her seat with a little help from me. More coarsed than generous. Whatever. If it keeps that hippie weirdo away from me, it's worth it. But who does that leave me with? Only one person. I do have plans. With who?
2: Clark. Raya, please put that down. I say, but flatly. She knows I'm not serious. Do you have anything that isn't candy? You don't need to eat my snacks. She turns to me, but then pops a chocolate bar in her mouth. She throws the bag at me. I catch it, barely. I have loved watching your eating habits deteriorate. Well, you are a terrible influence. I take a small bite of candy. She lies down on my bed, stretching out her long legs close to dangling from the edge. Her casualness only heightens the heat in my cheeks. I've taken the smaller bedroom in the house, the one meant for my chaperone, who should have been here yesterday, but better late than whatever. It's just a gesture of normalcy anyway. The room, though. I just couldn't bear to take Iris's old one. It's bad enough I'm in her old home, where she... Rhea robs me of my thoughts, turns to me, Smiles like she's going to say something, but then grips her abdomen. Face contorted with sudden violence. My instinct is to rush to her. But this happens enough that I know better. Instead, I'll grab a cold water bottle, drop to my knees and say, Takes her whiskey neat. Can't handle a little cacao? As I press it to her forehead, she flips me off. Does it hurt terribly? I ask. What do you think? Do you want me to ask someone out there to grab you something? There's a few guards downstairs. Distract me. She grunts, pats the space on the bed next to her. I climb in beside her. She puts her head on my leg. I place a hand on her hair. Well, I've been reading The Catcher in the Rye. And? And I love it. She writhes. Knew you'd react that way. Very holding Caulfield of you. People use their book as an excuse to be awful without grasping it's true. I just wanted to see you react. And then regretted it. She smirks with gritted teeth. We've been doing this for months now. Her nights, free from sex, drugs, and most alcohol, have turned into chaste book clubs. How was, um, today? Fucking terrible. Why? I ask. Interest genuinely piqued. I can never tell if she actually wants me to ask. It wasn't Eros' day. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like this. He can tell me what's wrong and I can fix it. We've been partners too long for him to just keep me in the dark. Yeah. I reply. Glad she can't see my face. I would never describe Rey as having a particularly deft hand, but whatever she knows about how I feel... How I desperately wish I didn't feel. She doesn't say. I don't want to go back out there. Then don't. Stay the night if you want. You sleep, I'll read. I look down at her face. Unsure of what she's actually thinking. She looks worried. Are you still having trouble with Hera? Not that she knows. Some days I think I should tell her the truth, but what good would that do? I nod. The only thing harder than keeping the truth from her would be, well, telling her. You can't spring it on her. One day the right moment will arise, I'm sure. Can you do me a favor? She turns her eyes up to me. If you've ever got something to tell me, just do it. I think if you keep any more secrets, you might pop. I have something to tell you. That was fast. You've been cleared, Clark. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha. But she isn't laughing. What? Yeah, um, we're going to have a session tomorrow. Oh, God, really? My voice cracks out, my throat constricting. Don't seem too excited. I scramble to my feet, getting the rare vantage point of looking down on her. When were they going to tell me? This morning, but I asked them to wait. What? I should have. Who else- I didn't realize you'd be so pissed. It wasn't your choice to wait. I wanted you to hear it from me. Why? Because I remember how scary it can feel. I'm not scared, says the last virgin on the planet. That's not funny, I'm sorry. She's not. I cross and uncross my arms, suddenly conscious of every muscle in my body. If she wants this to be a real conversation, she's going to have to do all the heavy lifting. Before my first session, I tried to act really cool. Shocker. I mutter, dropping down on the bed beside her. But then, the night before, I got so wasted, I'm pretty sure I was puking until right before. Possibly after. Who was it with? My stomach tightens like it's preparing for a punch. Shar. Oh. I thought i trail off. But she knows. No. Not Eros. Good. I say before I can stop myself, my face spontaneously combusts. Because it isn't that he shouldn't be uh, special to you, but I sometimes... I'm drowning and she's watching. I sometimes feel like before you freaked out if someone called him your boyfriend, and now you completely define yourself by whatever end of the spectrum of feelings he finds you on. She nods, slowly, confused. You know what I mean. Uh, This is the conclusion anyone would come to if they had to hear you whining about your breakup. That was supposed to be a joke. Why didn't it sound like one It's not a breakup. He hasn't spoken to you more than he needs to in months. We're just off. You're sure as hell not on. You're being an asshole. I was trying to be nice. Not that I have to after you waited all day to tell me something so important. Fine. Next time, I'll let Rebecca tell you who you'll be fucking like everyone else. That sounds great, if you're into that. No, to be treated like everyone else. Do you think I like playing catch-up on your jokes and stories and books? She's staring at me like I'm speaking Russian, and it makes me want to cry. I hate that after all this time together, you still have a complete inability to even try to understand anyone else's problems. She just stands there, unmoving, unblinking, unbreathing for a long few moments. I am... She takes a deep breath, and I prepare myself for some long-winded speech about how I've missed out on nothing, and at least they aren't doing to me what they're doing to her. But to my surprise, she swallows whatever it is lodged in her throat. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I'm just gonna go. Something in my chest twitches like it wants her to stay. But for the first time in a long time, I really, really want to be alone. So I watch her go.
3: Hera. (laughs) Left hook. Right hook. Jab, uppercut. My mitt smacks into the bag, right where I imagine Apollo's chin would be. I throw another hook to the body and a knee to the groin. Hera, I turn to see a guard in the doorway of the gym. It's 8 a.m. Thanks, I say, throwing my mitts down by the bag. I sprint up the stairs from the basement gym and I'm shocked to smell coffee. Even more surprising, my sister seated on the kitchen counter the coffee machine gurgling and hissing beside her. What are you doing up so early? Couldn't sleep. Well, you were when you walked onto the couch. Ugh, I know. How do we stop this? It's so creepy. She's been sleepwalking for a few weeks, waking up in all parts of the house, her body overriding her need to rest. I like it. It's the only time you're quiet. Hardy har-har. What are you doing up? I'm always awake before seven. Weird. You ready for today? Yeah. Of course. But her voice lacks any conviction. I thought he would call, or come over, or message me, or throw a rock through my window. She grumbles. When I first saw Clark and Rhea together, I couldn't help but laugh at the idea of a love triangle. But now it's a lot less funny. Although I guess a triangle would involve anyone loving the right person? No, instead it's Clark wants Rhea, Rhea wants Eros, Eros wants to be alone. Rhea has spent a ton of emotional energy strategizing how to get him back. But sometimes I worry it's less about him, more about the way things were before Iris died. Was killed. It's his first session. You remember how you were before yours? She nods. Now imagine how freaked out you'd be if it wasn't also their first attempt. And she winces when she looks up at me. And if it wasn't Eros? Do you think I talk about him too much? I think moving on without knowing what his deal is would be impossible. A non-answer, I think. Yes, she talks a lot about him, but it keeps us from talking about Apollo. She shakes her head. I just feel like I can't ever do the right thing. She pours herself a mug of coffee. My boobs are fucking killing me. My body is completely rejecting this whole thing. You'll get used to it. I tell her. She shrugs, sips, spits the coffee back into the mug. Why is it so hot? Because, but I stop. She's been so testy lately, I'm trying to cut her some slack. But she is making it hard. She drops the mug in the sink. It breaks. You can't do that. You know Rebecca has cut back on your cleaning staff. I reach out a hand to her before she stalks away. You gonna be good to go on ten? I am ready to go. I want to point out that she, unshowered in sweats, is most certainly not ready to go, but instead I respond, great. She stomps out of the room. There's an edge to her that's gone, replaced by something that gnaws at her. And I get it, I mean, I was there at one point too. As terrible as my pregnancy failing was, the anxiety of not being able to get anything to stick again, it was even worse. I know it's different for her. With me, everyone was watching me and hoping that it could even be done. But with Rhea, now that we know it can be done, all she is is disappointing people. And it doesn't help that Persephone is, well, Persephone. And I want to talk to her about all of this, to connect with her, but every time I bring up Persephone or even my own pregnancy, she retreats. More hostile than ever. I take a sip of coffee. Damn it, wait, that is really hot. Told ya. Ray is watching me from the doorway, the opportunity to embarrass myself momentarily, bringing her back to her favorite self. Let's go. We step out of the vehicle, flanked by more guards than I thought we could even employ. Rebecca has cut almost all the staff that isn't security related. Even the medical team has shrunk. It's hard to not steer down the barrels of the automatic weapons. Fucking ironic, huh? Rhea's arms are folded. She makes herself small. She's become more withdrawn in the last few months. She hates all this attention. But she hates it even more that they refuse to protect us from the people who wrought the most havoc. We step inside, doors sealing behind us. You ready for this? Rhea just shrugs. It doesn't matter. We wait for the elevator. I just wish you would talk to me instead of icing me out. Gee, I wonder who else does that. Well, I hereby apologize for past and future times. I nod. I'll take what I can get. I turn to her. She runs a hand through her hair, nervous. You know how he feels about you. Do not. Do fucking to. She shoves me a little. I throw my arms around her neck in what can only be described as a love headlock. Easy roadhouse. Careful, Please. I still have Rhea trapped when I look up to see Rebecca in the waiting elevator. She's looking at me like I'm 33 going on nine. Madam President, I say, careful to keep Rhea's face near my armpit so Rebecca can't see your reaction. Please call me. Rebecca, I finish, forcing a smile harder than she's forcing casualness. Would you mind? Don't bother asking my opinion. Rhea says, muffled. I release her. She straightens up, is eye level with our new leader. Rebecca rolls her eyes. I don't think she realized how much Raya she'd be getting in her new position. Raya, you can't really be comfortable. It's an improvement on the rest of my day. Rebecca opens her mouth to respond, decides it isn't worth it. Well then, I say as we join her inside the elevator. The walls are white, but the ceiling is a mirror. I look up and observe the three of us standing there. Both Rebecca and Rhea stare coolly ahead of them, as if daring the other to be weak enough to break the silence. We're heading down to the yoke, two stories below ground level, when we screech to a sudden stop. Rebecca's eyes dart to the door as it slides open to reveal. Ah, Apollo says in way of greeting. My fist twitches, a Pavlovian response. I see myself in slow motion, my fist connecting with his high, defined cheekbones, his firm lower lip so often mid-smirk split and oozing blood, barely feeling his golden stubble as my knuckles collide with his cleft chin. Just my daily fantasy. He looks at me and pauses before trying to squeeze in between Rebecca and the wall, trying to put as much distance between himself and me and Rhea as possible. The doors slide shut, sealing him inside, I glance up at the ceiling again. Rebecca refuses to move even an inch to give him more space, so instead he stands there, back pressed uncomfortably to the wall, stomach sucked in to avoid coming close to anyone else. Despite what he lets on to everyone out there, he knows what he is, the planet's most popular pariah. His eyes flick up and now we watch each other, equal parts afraid of and obsessed with one another. I breathe in time to the familiar refrain in my head. He can't hurt you unless you allow him to. You can destroy him with every single look. The doors slide open and Rebecca exits, then Rhea. Apollo gestures for me to leave first. I just stare at him, emotionless. What? You think I'm gonna stab you in the back? I-, I can't tell if he's trying to be funny or not. It was never his strong suit. I assume I'm safe as long as you're not holding a syringe. He stares back at me, wounded, like I wasn't there when he drugged me, like he hadn't admitted to my sister he killed Iris. <clears <throat> Rhea clears her throat. I step in front of Apollo and out of the elevator. Not quite a right hook, but it'll have to do for now. Raya.
0: I glance up at Hera as we step into the familiar gleam of the Yoke's fluorescent lights. How'd that feel? I ask. Just as good as last time. She responds, and I'm still smiling when I smack right into a burly security guard. What the f- Sorry, bear with me. Persephone is curled up at the head of the yellow table. What are you doing here? I say, more confused than anything. Persephone hasn't shown up to any of these since they found out she was carrying. I was invited. She responds. You've been invited every week. She shrugs, impish and infuriating. Where's Clark? She croons. I don't know. I tried calling on him for dinner last night. No response. I said I don't know. I just thought you were with him all the time. And I thought you were with Apollo all the time. Her small mouth drops, her lip quivers with some kind of outrage, but before she can respond, I grabbed you a tea. Apollo timed perfectly, to prove my point, appears in the doorway, a steaming china cup in his hand. I'm good. Persephone growls. Apollo, miserable, my favorite, drops into a seat in the corner behind her. If my two least favorite people can make each other this unhappy, then what am I even doing here? Hey, hey. Char interrupts my existential crisis. He's grown out this dense beard, stopped grooming so carefully. His clothes don't cling to him like they used to. He's doing his best to look less gorgeous, thinking maybe if he does look bad, Persephone might understand he feels bad too. He crosses the room in a couple of steps to claim the seat next to me. Once he leaves the doorway, I see he was eclipsing Eros. I'd spent so much of the last twelve hours thinking about Clark, I nearly forgot how mad I was at Eros. He looks paler, colder, in the bright light. I want to wrap my arms around him, and I also want to scream at him, so I do neither. What's Perse doing here? I was told this meeting was important. There's a spark behind Char's eyes. Persephone hasn't spoken to him for weeks. He tries to play it cool. Cool. It's good to see. But Persephone isn't paying attention. She's staring down at her device. Not that she gets service in here. She just would rather it look like she doesn't give a shit about us than the other way around. I shrug apologetically to Char. He nods back. There was a brief few days after she announced she was carrying that Persephone tried to talk to me, explain why she was letting them save Apollo, why she was endorsing Rebecca, but I didn't want to hear it. And I still don't. Without looking up, she feels my eyes on her. What are you staring at? She says, low. Just, um, trying to figure out if pregnancy is making your hair thinner. No, Rhea, but it is making me the most important person since that fucker with the wheel. Oh man, Persephone, is that fetus stealing all your nutrients and comebacks? Raya, you're less funny now that you're sober. Just like old times. Char chirps, and I realize he's right. I think back to the last time we were all in this room together. Actually? I start, my brain still doing the math. Eros gets there first. That morning. The memory hangs in the silence. Persephone's success has changed everything. The world is brighter, more hopeful, than it's been in a long, long time. The cold breath of extinction no longer makes the hairs on humanity's neck stand up. Sure, things have been pretty fucked up for the Four and Clark, but nothing is as good at reducing us to our worst as the memory of the morning Iris was found dead. Good morning, good morning. Rebecca glides into the room, long legs barely touching the ground, one arm clutching a tablet, the other swinging drowsily by her side. She smiles, serene, ridiculous. So glad to see you, Persephone. She squeezes Perse's hand in hers. Persephone's deep purple nail polish looks so bright and colorful in Rebecca's gray grasp, and it looks like her long, thin fingers belong to a corpse. This is an important day, but where is Clark, Rhea? She turns to me, and even though nothing about her looks like Shylock, the flashbacks still leave me stammering. I haven't heard from him. Really? Eros says, before he can stop himself. His eyes dart away deer-like when I turn my attention to him. I don't know if he was feeling well? Hera says, filling the awkward space left by Eros's question. Rebecca sighs, impatiently, puts her face in her hands. I love watching the daily struggle between how much Rebecca loves her new power and how much she fucking hates us. You know we've got to be bad if we make bureaucracy look like the easy part. I can't resist. Rebecca, is something the matter? Her lithe neck snaps up. She glares at me. You know, Raya, sometimes when people go missing, they saunter back into their lives, like you did. Other times, they're found dead. Wow. Sorry to interrupt. We all turn to the doorway and the stranger standing inside it. His voice drawls warmly, somewhere from the south, I guess? But it's still grating and tinny. But more than anything, it's confident. "'His hair hangs in dark strands down to the ears they're tucked behind. "'His cheeks are sallow. He looks... sick. "'I would also just love for someone to describe your faces to me right now.' "'He says with a grin. He's got a dimple on one cheek. "'He wears a pair of dark sunglasses on his slender nose. "'Then maybe you should lose the shades.' "'Persephone says, like an idiot. "'Afraid it wouldn't help much, darling.' Before he takes his first step into the room, he whips a thin, black cane out before him, showy, like he might use it for dancing instead of feeling his way around the room. Don't call me darling, Persephone says meekly by way of apology. Behind her, Apollo gets to his feet. Please, what's this guy going to do, poke around until he hits Persephone? Rebecca blinks away, surprise, masks uncertainty with faux friendliness. Talk, she says. As requested. Like the... Apollo stops himself from saying what we're all thinking. The name. He's got to be from that brief generation before Hera's. Could he really be two years older than her? The glasses make it hard to tell, but he looks too young for that generation. That Famous disaster. Overmanipulation left them with a batch of units who were all genetic time bombs. If they lived to 20, things went downhill fast. The sick, beautiful bastards? <laughs> that would be me. Well, as far as I know, that voice got to be Apollo. Talc cocks an eyebrow, throws out his open hand. Apollo doesn't move towards it. He stands still unsure of what to make of this guy. Talc closes his fingers, begins to lower his arm when, I'm Hera. Hera jumps to her feet, takes his fist in both of her hands. The corners of Talc's mouth twitch up into a smirk. That does sound about right. Insert wink here. Ha, aha. Hera laughs awkwardly. Man, you guys are uptight around here. Yes, well, as much as we'd like to unwind, we have business to attend to first, which is impossible without your ward, Triton. Talc taps the leg of a nearby chair. Something about its specific clang must tell him it's empty. He lowers himself into it. I'm afraid you'll have to turn the impossible into most possible. For today and today only. You see, Clark will be taking a mental health holiday. That's not an option, Rebecca says evenly. Talc shrugs. The guy's under a lot of stress. We're all under a lot of stress, Arrow snaps. Uh, all right. I mean, I hereby grant you permission to what? Also go home? You can't do that, Rebecca says impatiently. Well, I am sorry I didn't know. Although he doesn't sound sorry at all. I was just not aware. Well, were you also not aware that he has a mandatory inter-unit copulation session today? Did Eros just twitch in surprise curiosity? jealousy i can't imagine you madam president actually risking the health of your most vital unit raya give me a little whoop everyone pivots to look at me w- whoop thank you that gestures to me that little lady one day after he's been cleared Besides, she could even be carrying as we speak, and then whatever might have been, and Clark could be in the baby. Well, we were never positive what Clark tested for was harmful, Rebecca says. I am sorry, truly, if I was not aware you were gambling with the body of one of two viable young ladies. Where's your accent from? I hear myself ask. I need to know where the fuck this guy came from. Oh, there will be a time and a place for that. Now, Madam President, if you have any messages for my ward, I will just be the happiest to pass them along. Rebecca is quiet, studies this skinny prick. Well, you can tell him to spend his day off packing because tomorrow at 6 a.m. sharp, He will be leaving. Anger bubbles up in my throat before I have time to understand it. What the fuck? You can't just punish him for being, you know, nervous. It's his first time. We remember how... But I'm looking around the room now, hearing myself before I turn my reddening face down to my feet. As comforting as it is to know you will seize any opportunity to fly off the handle, Rhea, I'm not punishing him. You're all leaving. For how long? Char says, slack-jawed. Indefinite, but our Canadian allies are thrilled to finally meet the group of people they've been investing so much of their own resources into. We're going to Canada? Yeah, we are. Why was no one briefed on this? Hera demands. Yeah, Apollo agrees. Because your personal feelings about this trip mattered a lot less than its purpose. You're just going to take us on some weird plane ride to Canada? No. Not a plane. A train. A train? No one's been on a train in like 15 years. 18, actually. But I think I found one that'll suit us just fine. Just my own fabulous five, a couple of chaperones. Her eyes scan the room, and me.